Welcome to Digging In with Missouri Farm Bureau. I'm Eric Boll, Director of Public Affairs. Today we're going to answer some of your questions that you've asked us about Proposition D and why Missouri Farm Bureau is supporting it. Proposition D is the a ballot issue that would provide additional funding to the Highway Patrol and to the Missouri Road and Bridge Fund. We are going to answer some of those questions with uh, B.J. Tanksley, our Director of State Legislative Programs. So let's get started. Hi, everybody. I'm Eric Boll. I'm the Director of Public Affairs here at Missouri Farm Bureau. And we are here today to talk a little bit about Proposition D. With me is B.J. Tanksley. We wanted to answer a few of the questions that you all have been asking us about why Missouri Farm Bureau supports Proposition D. Yeah, Missouri Farm Bureau's had policy in support of transportation funding for a while. We've advocated for Prop D while it was in the legislature and now have the position of supporting it while it goes to the ballot. Although we do know you all have asked several questions, both on Facebook and other social media platforms, so we're going to take this time to dive into some of those questions and hopefully have a better understanding before we all go to vote next Tuesday. Yeah, we uh, are just going to run through about five questions on Proposition D, and we've gotten these from a lot of different people. None of these came from any individual. It's really just uh, these have sort of been the themes of a lot of the questions we've been receiving, uh, both in person and on social media. Yeah. Uh, but we'll get started with the first one, which is probably the one that we got the most of, especially after the sample ballots were mailed out, because of the way that the language is written caused a little bit of people to, to question why it was written that way. So, BJ, that first question is, why is the money in Proposition D going to fund the Highway Patrol? Yeah, so um, the simple answer is the, the road fund, which is funded by the fuel tax, has always funded the Highway Patrol. It's one of those things that if you're not involved in government or in budgeting of the government, you may not understand, but the fuel tax has literally funded most of the Highway Patrol for quite a while now. So what happens now is our current fuel tax comes in, and the Highway Patrol basically gets the first swipe at it, mm -hmm. and then MoDOT gets the remainder of those fuel tax revenues. Um, so anytime you're increasing the fuel tax, you're actually increasing the possible budget for the Highway Patrol as well. As far as the ballot language, part of that just comes back to the political process. As we were working our way through the legislative process and getting late in session and hoping to achieve one of our priorities, which was sending a, a transportation funding option to the ballot, it became clear that one of the best ways to do so was by talking about the Highway Patrol and the fact that this does afford extra funding for the Highway Patrol. And so it just became a political reality. Any increase in the fuel tax was going to help fund the Highway Patrol. It just became the verbiage as we worked through the political process. Yeah, so. and, and you mentioned that the Highway Patrol and road funding are both uh, funded by that gas tax. But it's also really important to mention that they are the only things that can be paid for by yes. that gas tax. And that's why increasing the funding for the Highway Patrol actually ends up increasing funding for roads and bridges. That's exactly right. Um, you know, it funds, the fuel tax funds, the Highway Patrol, local roads and bridge construction, and MoDOT's road and bridge construction. And that's what it's always been used for. My opinion is part of the simplicity of Prop D is what's the beauty of it, to be mm -hmm. honest with you is the fact that it's not making drastic changes. If you don't hear fusses about the way our road fund is used now, you're not going to hear it in the future. Mm -hmm. The way I explained it is this isn't changing the allocation of funds. It's only increasing the size of that pot. Yeah. So 
MoDOT, MoDOT clearly does benefit from this. Our local roads and bridges benefit from it, and the Highway Patrol benefits from it, which is why we've seen endorsements from the Highway Patrol Troopers Association. Um, that may not be the technical name for them, but the, the Troopers Association um, has been supportive as well as a lot of you know transportation officials as well. Yeah, and uh, the, the boundaries that keep the money in that that's actually a constitutional um, yeah. uh, pot of money. That's a great point. It's not connected to the general revenue fund like no. most, almost all other state spending is. No, and, and that's one of the other things I've heard speaking at Farm Bureau annual meetings, talking to other groups, talking about Prop D is, oh, well, you know, they'll just use it how they want to. You hear mm -hmm. references to other funds that are coming into state government that, well, they'll just offset this money with other monies. Well, that's not possible through this mm -hmm. because it's constitutionally mandated to go to roads and bridges and the highway patrol, and it's, cons it's always regularly audited. Um, this money will go towards roads and bridges and the highway patrol. So once again, the, the simplicity is the beauty, um, but I do think it's a, it's a clear mandate that this money, if we choose to invest in it, will go towards roads and bridges and the highway patrol. I thought the campaign, as well as our staff here, did a good graphic of showing the streams of funding, and this is just adding another stream of funding or another lane to the road. So it's just expanding that pool so there's more money. The truth is we've seen the, the, the buying power go down by somewhere near 60%. Uh, increasing by 10 cents now only brings us up to the purchasing power of the original 17 cents in 1996. You've probably heard all these talking points before, but that's the truth. We're not being extravagant in this. We're not going to be able to do every project we ever hope to do with this funding stream, but it will secure both the Highway Patrol's funding and MoDOT's funding for, right. for a good time to come. Yeah, and that's really our second question is why uh, what's going to keep politicians from diverting the money uh, from Prop D for other things? A lot of people bring up the lottery and they say, well, we were uh, given a bait and switch with that when they said, if you just give us lottery money or casino money or whatever it may be, it's all going to go to education and that's going to increase the overall size of the pie for education. And then what they saw was, well, that new money came in, so they said, I guess we don't have to spend general revenue on that anymore. So they just shifted that money to somewhere else and felt people felt yeah. like they were sold a bill of goods there. And they rightfully are concerned that, that that may be what happened here. Why can't that happen? Yeah, it can't happen here because it's constitutionally mandated and regularly audited. But additionally, MoDOT and, and the Highway Patrol re receive very little general revenue funding. Mm -hmm. This isn't offsetting general revenue funding here. Um, MoDOT receives very little. The Highway Patrol for the actual patrol, like streets division, doesn't receive a lot of general revenue. This will only increase those pots. It does not, it will not be offsetting any general revenue. For one thing, because there's not a lot there, and then more importantly, because it's constitutionally de designated to go to these needs um, and regularly audited to ensure that nothing's changing that. Mm -hmm. I think one of the other big questions that we've gotten on Facebook, kind of a theme of the comments on social media, has been, well, uh, MoDOT hasn't been spending the money that they have right now very well. And, you know, I see four guys leaning on a shovel, that kind of thing, um, whereas well, well, one person's working. And, they uh, they waste so much money today. If they would just be uh, efficient at what money, how they use the money that they currently have, yeah. they wouldn't need any more money. They'd have plenty of money to do all the things uh, that that we need done. So, what do you say to that? Yeah, we've seen a lot of that, and and I know that in the past there may have been concerns about efficiency. But the truth is, MoDOT is slimmer than they've ever been. Mm -hmm. um, in the past few years, Director McKenna's done a lot of work in that area. We've seen um, cuts to staffing. We've seen strategic cuts in areas that they could. 
Um, in recent years, they've been dipping into the reserve fund just to do the work that has to be done to maintain our roads and bridges, um, not to do expansion projects. This mm -hmm. is their rainy day fund in case of a major catastrophe that they've been dipping into just to keep the roads in a good working condition. Um, one of the big things that is very important is nationally, MoDOT ranks third in efficiency. Um, administrative costs are very low at MoDOT as far as national on a national perspective. Um, now they're not zero, that's the truth, but there's always some funding that has to be done. But MoDOT has been very strategic about what they've come. They've changed some of their internal processes, so they're doing some design build projects where a lot more of that is um, sent out to experts and then come back in. And that's all been done on a cost-saving basis. Um, they do more projects on time and under budget than ever. I know we hear that. Um, but the truth is some of those concerns of efficiency and MoDOT doing well may have been a thing in the past, but not so much lately. The true statistics show that MoDOT's doing a good job out there. They're doing the best they can with the funding they have. Um, and we can't solve every problem by cutting our way out of it. Mm -hmm. The truth is that doing the work that they have to do one of the basic functions of government is providing for infrastructure, um, and that just costs money. You yeah. know, the truth is, I know you hear about the, the two guys with one shovel, and one time when we, we've asked them that, we've had them in front of our members and talked about these issues, and they say, it's easier to have two guys in one shovel than it has to have three trucks out there moving four guys. And so sometimes those efficiencies that don't look so much really are when you look at the grander scheme of what the whole day's work is, mm -hmm. of not having three trucks out there and, and, and being able to do more jobs at one time. Um, so I know there's always gripes and we hear that, but, but the truth is MoDOT has worked through the years to be more and more efficient, um, to, do better, to do the best they can. They've cut, they've cut, and they're slimmer now than they have been. Um, and nationally are recognized as one of the most efficient um, departments. So yeah, yeah, they've done good work. Well, and like you say, the, they are uh, have been shown to be the third most efficient uh, department of transportation in the nation, which is a pretty impressive statistic. Yeah. And some of the things that back that up are over the past five years, their projects have on average come in significantly under budget yep. and ahead of schedule. Yeah. Which and that's all I don't we can think ask for. Ever here. Yeah. yeah. And when do you see that in government where a department is actually run well enough that they're coming in under budget? Yeah. That, that doesn't happen too often. So, yeah, I understand a lot of people, it's, it's also just kind of fun to yeah. you know, beat on the government. I do it plenty. But, um, you know, give credit where credit's due. They yeah. actually have done a pretty good job of getting things uh, working, uh, stretching those dollars as thin as they can and making them work well. And they really have. You know, for several years, MoDOT's been talking about needing additional funding. And to their credit, they haven't stopped the services they need yeah. to do. The truth is we have one of the sixth or seventh largest systems in the nation, and we're funded at the 46th level or 47th level. And, you know, we're way underfunded in as far as revenue per mile. Um, but MoDOT has continued to stretch those dollars as much as they can. Mm -hmm. uh, state government has told them no to additional funding on many occasions um, of trying several of these options. And so I think it's time that we step up and, and do the right thing and give yeah. them the funding that's necessary. Um, to their credit, they've done as much as they can with the funding they've been allowed. And, you know, really one of the other ways that this is sometimes addressed when a government agency has uh, what the internal people perceive to be a shortfall um, they'll take the approach of, well, let's cut where it would really hurt. So then the, the citizens are gonna to start to notice. Yeah. And you know that actually has happened with government shutdowns in the past on the federal level where 
they look for the most um, scenic national park, yeah. you know, the Statue of Liberty, let's shut that down, yep. even though they really had plenty of money to fund a thing like that just so that they try to make the pain as severe as possible. And they didn't take that approach. They no, really absolutely. Construction is still going on. Um, you can look at report cards that show our roads are in relatively good condition. They're doing as much as they can. Um, just those high-dollar high projects are the ones they're not able to, keeping, mm -hmm. keeping bridge constructions, bridge repairs and replacements up. Um, those are where the real costs are. Um, they're doing overlays instead of replacements. They're doing as much as they can, um, but long-term, this isn't sustainable. You yeah. can't spend into your rainy day fund forever. Yeah. So another question that we've been, getting, we've been hearing a lot of comments about, um, especially on social media again, is people saying things to the, the effect of, well, I pay enough taxes already. I'm taxed to death as it is. Uh, they have plenty of money. I don't need to give them any more. And uh, why why should I vote to increase the, the funds that we're paying in our gas tax? Yeah, the, the truth of the matter is that nobody wants to pay any more taxes. I don't know anybody that does at least. Um, but the fact is if you don't pay it, our roads are just going to get worse and it's going to cost you somewhere. Mm -hmm. Whether that's in traffic delays if you're in the urban areas or in car uh, repairs from rough roads or in just delays in safety. Um, unfortunately, our safety record in the state of Missouri isn't all that great. Uh, we, we lose lives because of some of the safety improvements we're not able to do. Mm -hmm. You know, I grew up in southeast Missouri, worked, uh, worked regionally in southeast Missouri a lot. Um, there's a lot of those little memorials on the side of the road, um, and unfortunately, a lot of those could be avoided if we could widen the road, if we could straighten out some of those curves, if we could add the rumble strips to the side of the road, um, guardrails in between the major highways. Those kind of things are major safety improvements that can be done with this type of funding that as of right now, we're just maintaining the roads. Mm -hmm. uh, and just on top of that, I'm not trying to fear everybody into it. It may get around to, you know, rural Route 17 eventually, but with additional funding, those things will get done quicker. Mm -hmm. We'll be able to do more every year and, and reduce the fatalities on our road. There's a true human cost to this as well. Nobody wants to pay more money for anything. I personally see it as a a, a core function of government um, to to provide for a, a good infrastructure um, and currently we're not able to do it at the yeah. level of funding that we've been provided and and that's why I think it's just the right time mm -hmm. to go ahead and do this the truth of the matter is we can either say yes to this or wait if we wait it's just going to take more it's just going to yeah. cost more and it's just going to hurt more when we do do it yeah and, and we haven't raised this tax in 22 years yeah so uh, there are a lot of other taxes that, yes, they have increased. This is one where it has a very dedicated funding source where you pay for what you use. Yep. You, it's a user fee a lot of people refer to it yeah. as because if you're driving, then you're the one paying the tax for it. That's right. And that's the type of thing that is, is I think, a good way to do things. But you uh, occasionally do, over time, have to continue to increase it to keep up with inflation. And it's been long enough that uh, now, like you mentioned, the purchasing power has decreased on that money so much due to inflation that we kind of are up against that moment where you need to decide are we going to keep on funding it or not. Yeah. So the other thing you mentioned a little bit too is that Missouri has the 49th highest gas tax in the nation. Lowest. Uh, 49th, 49th lowest. highest. <laughs> Whatever, however you want to say yeah. it. Uh, there's only one state with a lower gas tax, yeah. and that's Alaska because they have petroleum money that they get in. That's right. And so really out of all the states that fund a gas tax the way that you normally think of it, uh, we really have pretty much the lowest tax, and that's a great thing yeah. as long as it's paying uh, to keep up with what we need to um, to be doing on our roads. And 
it's getting to the point where it's just not anymore. That's exactly so. right. Another great point, um, last week while Governor Parson was out doing his tour and that he spoke a lot of crowds about, was the fact that by funding it through a fuel tax, actually out-of-state drivers will be helping to fund this. Yeah. And so it's a true user fee where who's driving the roads, whether they be Missourians or out-of-state Missourians crossing our state. You know, we have some of the major highways, whether it's 55 or 70, you know, the lot of, um, a lot of uh, tractor trailer traffic, traffic yeah. a lot of through traffic as you're crossing the United States and this will also help them fund some of our roads and bridges projects mm -hmm. uh, some of the estimates are, are close to 25% of this will be paid by out-of-state people um, traveling through or working in the state of Missouri because we all pay for gas yeah. and when we go through their states we're paying for theirs and when they come through ours they're paying a lot less for ours and so this just kind of helps it uh, level out the playing field for some of that so I think it like you said there's nothing more conservative than a user fee um, this is this is a common sense uh, approach it's a measured approach it's not an extravagant approach um, and I think it, it, it allows us to address some of our needs um, and that's why I think you know nobody wants to pay more for anything um, but if we don't do it now we're gonna have to at some point yeah. and we've talked a lot before that a lot of conservatives especially have no problem paying for things as long as they believe they trust that the money's gonna be spent where that they say it's gonna be spent yeah. and that it won't be just thrown away and wasted so that's another reason I think a lot of people have been uh, supportive of this yeah and some of the highlights you know we're talking about you know when fully funded bringing in uh, 46,000 miles of highway pavement repair. I mean, that's a lot yeah. of miles. That's things we can't do now. Talking about addressing over 2,000 bridges that are in poor condition. Our, our bridges slow us down. One lane bridges and weight restricted bridges. Um, and by doing this, we're allowed to do a lot of those projects. That's a lot of miles and a lot of 2,000 bridges around the state. Um, and a lot of those are your local bridges that have been there for years and years that had life expectancies of 25 or 50 years. And now we're sitting on year 60 or 70 yeah. since those were put in place. Um, so eventually those, those are gonna have to be done. Yeah, so the last uh, issue that we'll hit on, last question that we'll hit on that we've gotten from you quite a bit is uh, how is this money going to be used to, to actually help rural roads? Is, is it not just gonna go all to the cities and the population centers? Uh, why should I trust that this money is actually gonna come to where it affects me in a rural area? Yeah, so um, one of the things to point out, one, and once again, this is a fuel tax, an understanding of the fuel tax. The current fuel tax distribution um, breaks out to be about 40 or 50, 50 percent, 49, 51 percent goes to urban versus rural areas. Mm -hmm. So it's a pretty fair distribution. I like to say that if both areas aren't real thrilled with the piece of the pie they're getting, it's probably pretty fair. Right. And that's what we hear mostly about when we talk about the fuel tax. Everybody wishes they were able to get more. The good thing about this, it doesn't change the distribution. It just increases the part of the pie. But the great thing that this does, it's not a change in the fuel tax. The fuel tax already one third is dedicated for local projects. This, when fully funded, would, would bring about $123 million back to our cities and counties for them to address their priority projects. Now, that's not all of the money that your cities and counties are going to get. Your cities and counties are going to get the money that they normally get for MoDOT projects, but then your local county will have an additional funding from this funding stream that will allow them to choose the transportation projects that they want. And we've heard the same questions. Does it have to go to transportation on the local level? And the answer is yes. It's constitutionally designated on the local level just as well as it is at the state level. So they'll be able to address. When I've talked to county commissioners, they're thrilled about this. Yeah. They're like, wow, with 
whether it's $40,000 in one county or hundreds of thousands of dollars in another county, they're thrilled because they know that locally they can address their needs there with that amount of money. Yeah. Um, so it may be a bridge in one county, it may be new pavement in another county, but those local decisions are why we need to choose to back this up because yeah. our local people will be able to make good decisions with what is $123 million of additional funding to go to our local counties and cities. Yeah, and I've even talked to somebody myself who uh, is a county commissioner in one of our rural counties who said that they've been needing to hire a new sheriff's deputy but they didn't have the funds to do so so they've uh, this would allow them to uh, use some of the money that they've been pulling out of their general revenue to pay for roads then they can actually fill the road fund yep. in the county with uh, with just road money yep. and then use the general revenue money that they had been borrowing to use for roads to keep the road safe. The same thing we're doing with the highway yeah, patrol. We're keeping the roads safe and we're making sure that there's safe roads out there. Yeah. yeah, so there's a lot of good reasons to um, to support that on that local level. There is money that will be directly coming to your local community and that the state can't tell you how to spend aside from the fact that you have to spend it on roads. Yeah. Um, so you can figure out what roads need it the most in the local areas. Yeah. And that's why I think we've seen a lot of bipartisan support for this. Yeah. We've seen urban legislators and rural legislators, we've seen Democrats and Republicans, we've seen the governor, we've seen both U.S. Senators come out in support of this because we know that this is good for everyone. It's great at a state level, it's great at a local level, um, and since we've seen the loss in purchasing power, MoDOT's done all they can, but at some point you have to step up and do what has to be done. Nobody wants to pay more for roads and bridges, but we're pushing everybody to vote yes on D because it's time that we step up uh, and provide safer roads and safer streets for our whole state. Great. Well, appreciate your um, insight into these questions. Yeah. And Hopefully it was you, able to clear things up for people. Oh, yeah. I think that that's very helpful and I uh, hope that this answers some of your questions. If you have any more questions, please do feel free to contact us either through our social media channels yeah. or by reaching out directly to us here at the Home Office. We'd be happy to talk to you about any of these issues on Prop D or any of the other ballot initiatives or candidates on the ballot because we kind of sure. handle it all. There you um, go. But we are uh, appreciative of, of you sending your questions in and uh, look forward to talking to you on some other issues between now and Election Day. But don't forget to get out there and vote on Tuesday. It's coming up just here in a few days. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on this question and answer episode. We are also going to try to do a question and answer in the next couple days on the Clean Missouri Initiative. So please keep an eye out for that one. Appreciate you joining us.